road. <sighs> Praise the Lord, everybody. How's everybody doing? That's good. That's real good. Right on. Amen. So you heard about the uh, small groups being launched after uh, church. Um, so that, that's in the bulletin. Take a look at that. Uh, I got a couple of quick uh, announcements here myself to go over here real quick. Um, let's see here. So yesterday we did our food giveaway to the homeless. And uh, we had a van full, praise God. Um, our whole van was filled up. And we've handed out 76 uh, uh, sack lunches to everybody around town. And I got to pray with some people. And I want to thank everybody that went with us and did that yesterday. It was awesome. So this coming up Saturday is going to be our Hands of Hope food closet and clothes giveaway. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> You're like one person. Uh, and so come out and volunteer. It's going to be from uh, 1030 to 1130. So come out and get involved with that, guys. It's really awesome. Um, we got prayer group on Tuesday nights, which has been growing, which is really awesome. Praise the Lord. Got one person right there. It's like, yeah, praise God. Uh, what about we got to celebrate recovery on Thursday nights? Yeah, which is doing really good. Praise the Lord. And then uh, next week, we're going to have Brother White's uh, um, Revelations class right after service. Praise the Lord. And then uh, one other quick announcement here before we get started is um, we're putting together a missions trip in July. We're going to go to the uh, Native uh, American Reservation. We're going to go to the Crow and the Cheyenne. We're going to hit two reservations. Uh, yeah, in one day, we're going to go hand out some food and uh, hopefully be able to do some ministry there. And uh, it's going to be about six days. It's going to be July 21st through the 26th. Uh, the cost is going to be about $560 a person. Um, it sounds like a lot, but it's not because that's covering food, that's covering your, your uh, sleeping expenses and helping us pay for a van because we're not going to take the church van because we need it here. Anyway, it's a great way, guys, to uh, expand your heart. When you start giving back to people and you go to uh, a place where they don't have nothing, it's like living in a third world country, it will really touch your spirit. And so if there's any way that you want to go, I can take about 14 people, and I need to probably have about 14 people to sign up to make it cost-effective for us to go. So if you're interested in that, see me or Sister Jen or Brother Randall right here after church, praise God, and uh, with the other stuff going on, and then that gives you a little time to save up, praise the Lord. That sound all right? All right, do we need to do any rapture practice today and jump up and wake up or something? It's like, praise the Lord. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me this morning to Psalms 51 and uh, 15 in the uh, NIV. Praise the Lord. It says this. It says, Lord, in my mouth will declare your praise, and you do not delight in sacrifices, or I would bring it. And you do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart you, God, will not despise. Father, I just come before you this morning, and I'd ask, Father, that you would speak a word into the heart of your people that's here, Father Lord. Don't let these words fall on ground, Father Lord, but let them penetrate the heart, Father, that you're calling your people to a place of brokenness, Father, that you can come in, Father, like you said, if your people would humble themselves and pray, you would heal their land, Father. you got some things that you want to do in our lives, in this church, in this ministry, Father, and it's going to take a people that's humble and that's broken before you. And, Father, I just pray today, I come against every binding spirit, and I would just ask Ask the Holy Spirit, Father, to have his way, Father, in this house today. And we give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. In the name that's above every name, Jesus' mighty name. 
Amen. Amen. So I want to talk to you this guy this morning about uh, there's purpose in brokenness. There's purpose in brokenness. And see, when I uh, come down to pray and, and seek God and, and begin to weep and cry, there's, a, there's a, a broken process that begins to take place in my life where the Holy Spirit begins to come into my life and he begins to soften my heart and he begins to tear down walls and he begins to do a work in my life and pull things out that don't need to be there. And then he begins to build me up. See, there's, there's a purpose, guys, in breaking. And when you allow yourself to be broken before the Lord, the Holy Spirit comes in and he begins to sweep up all the broken pieces of your life that don't need to be in there, the hurt, you know, the anxiety, the despair, guys, and the fear. He cleans all those things out of your life. And then he'll, he'll start putting you back together in the image of Christ. And he does this all through a process of being broken. And see, there's things that's made better in our life when, when they're broken. When you, when you can see a, a place in your life that's weak, you can make it stronger. And there's these things called stress tests where they take uh, engine parts and car parts and airplane parts and they'll put them under this stress. And, and then when they crack or, or they have a flaw, they can see it and they can take it back to the drawing board and they can fix it and make it better. But it all, it all starts from being broken. It can get better. It can get fixed from being broken. And see, the altar's a place where you and me, we can come down and lay down our life and be broken before the Lord that the Holy Spirit can come in and he can see the cracks in the areas of our life that need to be fixed and he can pull the things out that don't need to be there. And it's a brokenness, guys. It's a process in our life. There's a purpose in brokenness, praise God. There's a purpose, praise the Lord. See, the Holy Spirit begins to work in our lives and he begins to make us stronger as we allow ourselves to be broken before him. And see, it's not just a one-time deal, a one-time thing, guys. It's ongoing. It's daily. It's a continual process in the life of the believer to be broken and spilled out before the Lord. That we can be made better and stronger in the weak areas of our lives, praise God. See, when I come to prayer on Tuesday night, uh, I don't even like a lot of talk or chatter because it's distracting. I like to get in and focus on getting that breakthrough and getting us into a place in my life where I'm broken, guys. See, because in brokenness, there's refreshing, there's healing, there's restoring in your life when you can get to that place of brokenness before the Lord. And sometimes you've got to come and you've got to stay and you've got to tarry until the spirit of weeping comes on you and you can begin to cry and be broken before the Lord. See, I just don't want to hear my voice when I'm praying. I want to feel the Spirit come in and do a breaking in my life so I can have breakthrough in my life, see, guys. You have to learn to tarry in prayer till there's a breaking in your spirit. See, because there's a cost to walk in victory, guys. You have to press through until there's a breaking in your life because there's a purpose in it. See, seeds just don't take root. The ground has to be broken. The farmer takes and he tills the ground. He breaks up the hardness so the seed can take root and it can grow. See, there's a purpose in breaking. There's life. There's growth, guys. There's surrender. There's change when you can break before the Lord. And it's a life that's continually broken before the Lord is a life, guys, that's going to have breakthrough, praise God. See, the story here in Luke 7 and uh, 36 tells the story about a uh, sinful woman that goes before Jesus' feet. Jesus is invited to a house of a Pharisee to have a lunch. And so he goes to this house. Well, the Bible says there's this lady in this town that's a sinful lady. And so she goes to this house of this Pharisee and she comes behind Jesus. And she begins to weep. She begins to cry. She, she kneels before him and she begins to, to wash his feet with her tears from her eyes. And then she takes her hair and she begins to dry his feet. And she begins to kiss his feet. Begins to kiss his feet. And then she anoints him with a fragrant oil. 
And then this Pharisee, this religious guy, he tells himself, he goes, if this man, if he was a prophet, he'd know what kind of woman's at his feet. And Jesus, knowing his thoughts, tells him, he goes, Simon, he goes, there's two guys, and they owe a debt. One owes 50 denarii, other owes 500 denarii. He goes, but neither of them can pay it. So the guy that they were going to pay the debt to forgives the debt. He goes, who do you think is going to love him the most? He says, well, I, I imagine the one who gave the, uh, you know, forgave the most. And he goes, you're right. You know, and then he looks at the woman and he tells, he tells Simon, I came in and you gave me no water for my feet. But she's washed my feet with her tears. You didn't give me no kiss. She hasn't stopped kissing my feet since I've been here. You didn't give me no oil, but she's uh, anointed my feet with a fragrant oil. She said, and her sins are many. He goes, but they've been, they've been forgiven. She loves, she loves much. She loves much. See, guys, there's a blessing in breaking. It's through the acts of that lady's brokenness that she found favor with God. She, she went before him, and she began to weep, and she bowed, and she began to cry. And then she, she uh, sits there, and she begins to wash his feet with her tears, guys. And it speaks of her humility. It speaks of a breaking in herself before the Lord. And then it says she poured out a fragrant perfume upon his feet, guys. And it speaks, guys, of giving. It speaks of her sacrifice, because it was an expensive perfume. It cost a lot in those days. And see, church, for you and me to get to that place of brokenness, what are you willing to give up? What are you willing to sacrifice? before the feet of Jesus this morning, guys. Are you willing to be broken and poured out before the Lord that you can walk in the favor of God? See, it was in her brokenness she found favor. She found forgiveness. It was all because she was willing to come to Jesus, guys. The Bible says uh, she was a sinful woman, and when she heard that Jesus was in town, she went to the house. She sought him out. She was willing to put an effort to go and seek Jesus. Are you willing to put an effort this morning in seeking Jesus and getting your needs met, guys? What effort are you putting into seeking Jesus? See, she wanted change in her life. She was a sinner. She was tired of being a sinner, guys. She wanted change. Are you tired today of the same things going on in your life? Are you tired of going around the same old mountain over and over again, guys? Are you tired of struggling with addiction? Are you tired of struggling with those bad relationships and with those lifestyles that want to pull you out of church, that want to pull you away from the things that God has for your life? Are you sick and tired of those things in your life? See, she was tired, and she knew the only one that could put a change in her life was getting to the feet of Jesus, praise the Lord. And see, she was willing to go. She was willing to go to a place that she wasn't even invited to, Simon's house, a person that looked down on sinners. The Bible doesn't even say how she got in. It just says that uh, she wasn't invited, but she she must have snuck in the back door or something because she says she was standing behind Jesus. Or, or maybe she just was bold and she just walked in in front of all the judgment, in front of all the ridicule because she didn't care. She wanted change in her life and she was willing to do what it takes to get to Jesus' feet and be poured out and broken before the Lord. And she didn't care what anybody thought because she wanted change in her life. She wanted change, guys. See, the Holy Spirit wants to do a work in your life. And he wants you to, to, to be broken. He wants you to be able to walk past your self-will in your life, guys. And say, here I am, Lord. Break me, Lord. Here I am. Let me live a life that's broken before you, praise God. See, your brokenness, guys, is your pathway to your miracle. See, God doesn't work through pride. He doesn't work through arrogance. But he works through humility, and he works through brokenness. James 4 and 6 says, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. 
See, it's in my brokenness God's going to give me grace to walk in. He's going to give me amazing grace to, to go through the things that's going to come at me in my life. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Let me wet my whistle here. See, Matthew 14, 13 tells the story of Jesus feeding the 5,000 where he gets off his boat and he's going to a place to, to pray but the crowd hears about it and he, they beat him there. And so he gets there and uh, so he has compassion, the Bible says, on the people and so he spends the day like healing them and meeting their needs and so the evening time comes and the disciples are all like, well, you know, we need to send them to a place to get some food. You know, it's going to be dark soon and, and Jesus is all, you feed them. And they're all, we got five loaves and two fish. He's all, bring it here. I'm, I'm good with a man upstairs. Bring it here. And so he takes, the, he takes the bread and he looks up to heaven and he blesses it and then, guys, he breaks it. And see, the miracle wasn't in, guys. It wasn't in the, uh, the blessing. The miracle was in the breaking. See, when he took the bread and broke it and gave it to the disciples and handed it out, it multiplied, guys. It multiplied. See, you want to you see change in your life? You want to see some miracles happen in your life? You want to see some change broken in your life? Some relationships uh, changed in your life? Begin to get broken before the Lord and watch what the Lord will do. Offer yourself to the hands of the Lord that He can take your life, guys. And He can hand you out to someone that's in need. Let your life become broken bread in the hands of the Lord Jesus Christ. That He can offer you up to someone that's spiritually starving to death. That needs the true bread of life. Let yourself be broken in the hands of Jesus. And watch some miracles happen in your life today. God loves broken things. The Bible says in John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God sent his son in this world, guys, to, to save a bunch of broken people's lives that were living in sin. Jesus came to save men. He came to fix the sin problem, to bring us back into a relationship with God. See, Jesus was a carpenter. He, he built things. He fixed things that were broken. See, Jesus can take the broken pieces of your life and he can put them back together again, praise God. See, brokenness is where the Lord wants his people. Because, guys, it's in that place of brokenness that he can begin to minister to you, minister to your needs in brokenness. See, in a place of total reliance upon God, where you're not relying upon yourself or your own abilities, but it's on God, it's on Christ and Christ alone. It's in that place of brokenness. See, church, I've seen people come in the church and I've seen them leave. I've seen them come up to the altar and I've seen them go back to their seats and continue to struggle with their issues over and over and over again in their life because they're unwilling to surrender and be broken before the Lord and let their lives be spilled out, praise God. They struggle with the same addictions, the same anxieties and self-worth issues and, and all the issues of the flesh because they're, they're not willing to be broken before the Lord and you have to get yourself to a place of brokenness before the Lord. And be surrendered before the Lord. See, brokenness is a surrender of your heart, your mind, and your will to Jesus Christ. And if you want to see change in your life, then you've got to do something different than you've done in the past, guys. You have to be willing to live a life of brokenness before the Lord Jesus Christ. And not in self-will, praise the Lord. See, it's all part of living that crucified life that the Apostle Paul talked about in Galatians 2.20. Where he said, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer me that lives, but it's Christ that lives within me. Yeah. See, it's, it's through my brokenness that gives me strength to live the crucified life. My brokenness helps me keep my fleshly man in check, guys. Crucified. It's in that place of brokenness that, that my pride is crushed, guys, and that my will is conformed to his will. That it's less of me and more of him. 
that I decrease and that he increases. It's all in a place of brokenness that this takes place in your life and in my life. And see, if you really want to see victory, you want to really live in that life in abundance, guys, then you've got to get in that place of brokenness before the Lord. Just don't give the Lord a little bit of yourself, but go to the Lord and pour yourself out and allow yourself to be broken before the Lord Jesus Christ and watch some change happen in your life. Get broken before God. When you go to prayer, when you go to prayer meeting, spend some time there praying. Pray and tarry till the spirit of brokenness comes upon you and you can begin to weep and cry before the Lord. Sometimes, guys, we call altar service. People get up and they're heading out the back door. People can't tarry for nothing anymore. You know, they're in such a hurry nowadays. We leave sometimes just before the miracle happens. You know, it's like coming to a four-course meal and only staying for two courses and missing the last court and course and dessert. Because we're in such a hurry. We can wait 20 to 30 minutes in, in, in a restaurant to get seated to eat some physical food. But when it comes to the food of the Holy Spirit, nobody can wait. Everybody's in a hurry. You see, we want the blessings. We want the miracle. We want the deliverance. We want the healing. But no one wants to wait for it. No one wants to tarry for it. No one's willing to get broken to receive it in their life. See, we want the benefits, but we're not willing to tarry for the, for the process of being broken to receive in our lives, guys. See, Matthew here in 26 takes his disciples to the Garden of uh, Gethsemane. Jesus knows he's getting ready to be offered up, and so he goes to pray. And he tells them, wait here, I'm going to go pray. And so he goes and prays, and he, he comes back, and he finds them sleeping. And he tells his disciples, he, tell, he tells Peter, couldn't you watch with me, or couldn't you wait with me, or tarry with me for one hour? And so then he goes and he, and he prays some more guys. And then he comes back and he finds them sleeping again. And church, it's time that the church wakes up and stops sleeping. There's too many people in the church house that's got gifts and call of God upon their life. And they're slumbering and sleeping. They're out doing their own thing, doing their own will, instead of going after the will that God has for their life. Doing their own things. And you need to be broken. The church needs brokenness. Our lives as Christians need brokenness in our lives before the Lord. A surrender in brokenness, guys. In the Christian life, it's a continual thing in the Christian's life. It's not just a one-time thing. It's a daily thing. See, there's blessings in the breaking. You have to learn to be broken before the Lord. It's not natural. It's not natural. Because your fleshly man doesn't want anything that's going to grow your spiritual man. Anything that's going to bring you closer to the Lord or uh, to the purpose of God in your life, there's going to be a conflict between your spiritual man and your fleshly man. But you have to be willing to put forth the effort, guys, to be broken before the Lord. It takes an effort to break things. And if you want to have a life of brokenness before the Lord, it's going to take an effort on your part to get to a place of brokenness. You're going to have to learn to spend some time with God in prayer and tarrying until the spirit of weeping, until the Holy Spirit begins to move on you, until you begin to weep and cry before the Lord and get broken before Him, guys. Allow the Holy Spirit to break you. See, this is hard for a lot of people, especially men. Because men have a lot of pride issues. Men's been taught men don't cry. You know, suck it up. Be a man. You know, that's for girls. That's, that's for sissy stuff. And so men have a hard time uh, allowing the Holy Spirit to come in and soften their heart. And the Holy Spirit's got to come in and he's got to do a work, a massage in that heart and, and breaking down the walls so men can, can let themselves be vulnerable, let themselves be out there. Be broken. 
be meek. And see, Jesus was meek. Jesus cried. But meekness is not weakness, guys. It's okay to cry. There's a healing when you cry. When you break before the Lord, some weights will fall off. Some things will change in your life if you'll learn to get meek and weak before the Lord. When I am weak, the Bible says I'm strong, praise God. Because I'm not strong in myself. I'm strong in Jesus Christ, praise God. So you'll never receive anything from God, from God, guys. If you just come to, to an altar, hop down on one knee, and get up on the other, you're not going to receive anything like that. You're going to have to spend some time tearing before the Lord and being broken, praise God. Have some patience. A lot of people have patience problems nowadays. But, but sometimes God will make you wait just to see how bad you want it. Luke 24, Jesus tells his disciples, go to Jerusalem and tarry until you receive the promise of the Father. It was seven days before the disciples received the, the, the power of the Holy Spirit, the indwelling power there at Pentecost. They had to wait for it. And too many times, guys, we quit or we give up before we get the blessing, before we get the breakthrough in our life. People will come to an altar and they'll pray for 15 or, or 20 minutes and they'll be all like, that's up. Stay there, guys, and pray until there's some meekness, until there's some, some breakthrough, some, there's some brokenness in your life. You're all, what do you mean by Breakthrough. I mean, stay on your knees, guys, until you get a healing, until you get deliverance, until you get the things that you need in your life from Jesus Christ, praise the Lord. Get broken before the Lord. It's in the time of brokenness and weeping, guys, that the Holy Spirit becomes, comes into my life and begins to do a work in my life. You know, tearing down and pulling down some walls and then building me up and making me stronger for the battles that's ahead in my life. See, the more I break before the Lord, the more I want to be broken before the Lord. Because it's in that place of breaking that I find strength. I find healing for my life, guys. You see, it's one thing to tarry and get to a place of brokenness, but it's another thing when you get there to stay there and receive. It's like the person that goes, drives all night and goes to the ocean. And when he gets there, gets out his car, looks at it. That's pretty awesome. Gets back in his car and drives off doesn't put his toes in the water, doesn't get in the water, doesn't take a walk on the beach, just takes a look at it, and then he leaves, guys. He leaves. He put all that effort into getting there, and then when he gets there, he doesn't get in the water. And too many times we come to church, guys, and we have needs in our life. We need some healing. We need some joy. We need some breakthrough. But when we get there, we get up and we leave. We don't tarry and we stay. You need to learn to tarry and stay in the presence of the Lord. Allow the Holy Spirit, when he begins to break you and you begin to weep, don't get up, don't leave, but let the Holy Spirit come in and touch your life. Begin to pull things out of your life. Begin to fix the cracks, the things in your life that have you broken. Stay in a place of brokenness where God can do a healing in your life. It's in that place of brokenness that miracles happen. Change happens in your life because it's less of you and it's more of you, God, in my life. And we're missing that as a church. We're missing that as a people. Be broken before the Lord. Learn to tarry at his feet and you'll see change in your life. You'll see addictions broken. You'll see things change in your life. Things change at the feet of Jesus, guys. They change at the feet of Jesus. There's a purpose in brokenness. What keeps us from getting to a place of brokenness in our lives? Well, one is it's a heart condition. See, the Bible says in in Luke 6.45, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what's in your heart this morning, guys? Is your heart speaking more of me or more of the Lord this morning? 
See, if your heart's full of pride and self-will, you're not going to want to live a life that's, that's broken before the Lord. You're not going to want to have a prayer life that says less of me and more of you, Lord. See, because pride is sin. Self-will is about doing its thing and not doing the things of the Lord. See, a prideful heart won't let you be broken before the Lord, guys. Psalms 139, 23 says, Search my heart, O God, and know me, know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. See, guys, if you want brokenness in your life to be a part of your life, you're going to have to put your heart in check. What keeps us from getting to a place of brokenness? Well, number two, guys, is living outside the purpose of God. Living outside his purpose. See, there's too many people that are living lives nowadays outside the purpose and plan of God that he has for their life. They're not bad people. They're just caught up in doing their own thing and doing their own agenda. And see, God will allow you to go through some things. He'll allow you to go through some circumstances that will uh, humble you to, to bring you back to a place where you line up with his plan and his purpose for your life, guys. And for some people, it's been some financial problems. For some people, it's been some health issues and some sickness. For some people, it's been loss or, or their family, a family member getting taken away out of their life. See, the Lord knows how to get your attention. The Lord will allow certain things in your life to bring you to a place of brokenness. A place where there's no more of your pride or your self-will or your self-agenda. There's a purpose in brokenness. See, Luke 15 tells a story about the prodigal son. Kid tired of living at home, wanted to do his own thing. Lord, you know, tells his father, you know, I want my inheritance. I'm going to take off and do my own thing. So the Lord splits, or the father splits it up, gives it to him, and he takes off, and he goes, and he does his own thing. And the Bible says he wasted all of his living. He wasted all of his inheritance on prodigal living, which is, a, uh, it's, which is extravagant living, a reckless living. He spent all of his money. He was broke. So I imagine he went maybe to like uh, the Las Vegas of the Middle East, you know, and he stayed in the best rooms at the Sands or the Palm Casino, or he gave out too many tips at Camel's Gone Wild nightclub or something like that. I don't, I don't know. He, but he was broke. He was broke. He had no more money. And so then he has to attach himself to another person, becomes a servant. He's out in the field uh, attending pigs. And the Bible said he would have gladly ate what the pigs were eating. He would have gladly ate it because no one would give him anything. But then the Bible says he comes to his senses. And he realizes something. A spirit of humility hits him. That, you know, that in my father's house, the servants have extra bread. They, They have more than enough. And so the spirit of humility hits him, a brokenness. And he says, I'll go to my father's house. And I'll say, I've sinned against you. I've sinned against the Lord. I'm not worthy of being your son or called your son. Just make me a servant. And so he gets up and he goes to his father's house. And the father sees him coming in the distance. And, and he has compassion on him. He runs and he falls on his he- neck, the Bible says, and kisses him. I believe he just ran up and tackled him. He was so glad to see him. And he kissed him. And, and then there, in that brokenness, in that place of humility from what he's been through, he's all, forgive me, I've sinned against the Lord. I've, I've sinned against you. And, and the father says, bring the, the best robe and put it on him. Put, put shoes on his feet. Put the ring back on his finger and kill the fatted calf. And let's have a feast. Because my son was dead and he's alive again. He was lost and now he's found. See, guys, because there's purpose and brokenness. There's purpose. See, there's forgiveness and brokenness. See, the father saw him and had compassion on him. And he ran to him and he kissed him. And his brokenness where he, he says, I'm sorry, I sinned against you. The father received him back. And see, there's restoring. There's restoration and brokenness. 
The father put the ring on his finger and said, you're my child. In other words, you're my son. See, in brokenness, God will restore everything that you've lost. And see, there's a covering in brokenness. The father had the best robe put on him and shoes put on his feet. See, in brokenness, the father's got you covered. He's got you covered, guys. He'll meet your needs in brokenness. If you get broken before the Lord, and then there's fullness, guys, in brokenness. He came from a place of starvation. He came from a place of being hungry. And there in his brokenness, the Father's all, kill the fatted calf, and let's have a feast. There's fullness for you in brokenness before the Lord. And maybe some of you here today, guys, are are spiritually uh, living in the pig pen. And God's trying to get your attention. You're off doing your own thing, caught up in your own things, guys. And you have to come to your senses, and you got to come back to the Lord. you got to get to a place of brokenness and realize that everything you need in your life is in the Father's house. Praise the Lord this morning. You have to be willing to be broken before the Lord. See, the Bible says the father saw him from far off. In other, in other words, the father was looking for him. The father was looking for him to come home. And Jesus Christ is looking for you today. He's looking for his children to come home and be home, guys. You just got to be willing to come in brokenness. And see, the son, before he can, even, he can even finish what he was saying, the father was already restoring what he lost. Before he could even get out the words, just make me a servant. The father was already putting a robe on his, on his back and putting shoes on his feet, putting the ring on his finger and, and cutting the fatted calf. And so, guys, when you come to the Lord, if you'll come in brokenness and humility and repentance, the Lord's already at work in your life, restoring what you've lost, restoring what the enemy has stolen from you. If you'll come in a place of repentance and humbleness and brokenness before the Lord. Praise the Lord. Matthew 6 and 8, Jesus says, For my Father knows the things that you have need of even before you ask it. The thing is, guys, are you asking in brokenness? Are you asking in humbleness before the Lord? There's a purpose in brokenness. See, 2 Chronicles, the Lord answers a prayer that King Solomon prays. They dedicated the temple, and he prays this prayer, and towards the end of the temple, or towards the end of the prayer, Solomon asks God that if, if the children of Israel turn away from, turn away from God, if they sin, you know, foreigners, if, if they would turn back, if famine and stuff came upon the land, if they would turn back, would he forgive them? Have mercy on them, forgive them. And this is what God says right here. He goes, if I shut up the heavens that there are no more rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among the people. In other words, all these things that bring his people back. All these circumstances that bring his people back to him. God says, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray. In other words, get broken before the Lord. He says, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will heal for here from heaven and I will forgive their sins. And I will heal their land. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. See, guys, you want change in your life? Get broken before the Lord. There's blessings in brokenness. See, there's, there's forgiveness in brokenness, guys. There, God said he'll heal your land in brokenness. In other words, what that means is, guys, if you're, where your life has been barren, there'll be life again. It'll be fruitful again. Where there's been drought in your life, the living water will flow again. Maybe where there's been some dead things in your life, they will come alive again, praise God, because the Lord will heal your land in a place of brokenness, praise God. There's purpose in brokenness. The worship team wants to come on back up. See, guys, the path to our victory leads to brokenness. Leads to brokenness before the Lord. Our lives need to be a living example of the message of Jesus Christ. 
But it's going to take a broken heart. It's going to take a life that's spilled out before the Lord to be that example, praise God. Luke 14 and 11 says this. It says, for whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted, praise God. See, there's a, there's a, bl- a blessing, there's purpose in brokenness, guys. And it's all to bring you back to a place where you can walk in God's divine will and his purpose for your life. In 1 Corinthians, Jesus is at the Last Supper, and he takes this bread, and he's with his disciples, and he says, this is my body, which is broken for you. See, there's a purpose in breaking, guys. There's a purpose in it. Jesus was broken on the cross for you and me, that we can walk in total victory in our lives. By his stripes, we are healed. We can have healing. I'm a new person. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus because of what Jesus Christ did upon the cross. There's a purpose in breaking. And I tell you, no matter what you're struggling with today, no matter what you're going through today, if you'll walk past self-pride and self-will and you'll find yourself at an altar, you'll find yourself at a place of prayer and just begin to get before the Lord and say, Lord, break me, Lord. Let my life be a life of brokenness. You will see chains fall off in your life. You'll see relationships restored. You'll see marriages touched if you'll learn to live a life of brokenness before the Lord Jesus Christ. And so if you're here today, guys, I'm just going to open this altar up because guess what? It's your choice. I can't do anything for you. It's between you and the Lord. But if you'll live a life in brokenness before the Lord, you'll walk continually and break through in your life because the Lord will be there for you and he'll make sure you have everything you need in your life. Because a person that's broken before the Lord won't put anything before the Lord. So today, guys, if you've got a need in your life, I'll pray with you. I'd love to pray with you. I'm going to have the prayer team come up. But it's your choice, guys. Do you want to live a life of brokenness before the Lord? Of humility? Because he exalts the humble, guys, but he resists the proud. If you have a need today, guys, come on up. I'd love to pray with you. Praise the Lord.